Hi everyone. Today's podcast is once again a solo with Karen because we still have post-hurricane chaos in our schedules here in South Florida. But the topic I picked for today fits in well with our class discussions of things we might let go of for the Jewish New Year. Rosh Hashanah is a time to reflect on what serves us and our children well. One thing we talk a lot about is the stress and anxiety of FOMO, that ever questioning fear of missing out. It reminds me of five fears that we had listed in one of the early chapters of the book, The Entitlement-Free Child. And those fears were the feelings that children have that create so much stress for the entitlement child. That, that stress of, will I get what I need? Will I have what I want? Will I be okay? And do I have enough? Here are the, here are the fears as I listed them in the book. If I don't get what I want now, it might not be there for me later. If you get yours before I get mine, what if you take too much? If I wait, it won't be the same or it won't feel as good. What if you have something I don't have? And what if what you have is better than what I have? All of a sudden, I realized that these five fears seem to be the unrelenting pressure of FOMO, that all of us are chasing after more and more. And as we're doing that, based on these anxieties and fears, that we lose ourselves and we lose what we have and what we cherish. So here are a few simple strategies to calm the panic of FOMO and to allow our children to first know themselves, to know their needs, and to know what really satisfies them. In other words, what fills their bucket based on that other great children's book. The suggestions that I have go hand in hand with last week's podcast on helping children to know what they need. Because really, that self-awareness goes hand in hand with self-satisfaction, with feeling full, with feeling content, and with feeling enough. So I think the first part of responding to that fear of missing out is see me, hear me, love me. It's the the antidote, generally speaking, to that panic of I'm not understood, I'm not heard, nobody's gonna help me, nobody's gonna give me what I need. And so, Your first principle of parenting as we help children respond to FOMO is listen to your child's voice. Watch and see and try to understand your child's needs based on his or her behavior. Is he hungry? Is she sad? Is she tired? Do you think that you'll see the shoulders relax if you give her a hug? What do you think is gonna help connect to exactly where your child is right here, right now. That's the see me and the hear me. And the love me is to be that partner that's helping your child be successful getting what she wants, or at least helping her reframe those wants into something realistic. The love me is, I'm not working against you. I am working absolutely on your side, hand in hand with you. And that doesn't mean drop everything, me, mine, now. It means I hear you, see you, love you. 
here in the moment and over the long haul from today to tomorrow, from this instant of panic to next week, that I've got your back and that I believe in you as you're going through the struggles. So first, the first principle was see me, hear me, love me. The second is to be an active problem-solving partner. Once your child is heard, seen, and loved, then that you need to show them that you can actually be a resource, that you are resilient, that you are helpful, and that you care about the things your child cares about. It's okay to not always put your child's needs and those demands first. Delayed gratification is part of this learning and the antidote of OMO. I, you can, it's okay to say, I can't help you with that now, but I can help you later. I mean, you have to remember to check back later because children get distracted, children do forget, and if they're going to trust you to remember, absolutely you have to be the person that remembers and holds the anchor and the continuity in time. You can also say, I can't do that for you right now, but we can figure out a different way later. It's okay if a tantrum or a meltdown happens before your child learns to trust you and to trust in time because so much of the fear of missing out is that panic of now, 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 now. So children need all five years of early childhood, maybe six or seven, to really get an understanding, an appreciation, and a trust in time. So we spend a lot of time in social-emotional skill building and in the principles of the entitlement-free child, helping children feel predictable, safe, and secure in time because the panic is now, now, now. Remember, all 18-month-olds and a lot of two-year-olds have the panic of now, 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 because they don't understand that tomorrow will come, that we mean what we say, and that the world is safe and predictable when they are in their emotional storms. So principle two was be an active problem solver with your child. And then three is connect the dots. You are smarter than your child. Remember that principle from the entitlement-free child. But you're not smarter in the moment because you feel very childlike and you can't help but get sucked into the panic in the moment. But you can connect the dots when you stand back, when you have that adult perspective, and when you have that extra maturity, calm, patience, when you're well-fed, when you're not exhausted, but then you can connect the dots. And what needs to be connected? The dots from needs to needs met that helps them to know and reassures them through that waiting process. Tomorrow you'll feel better. Tomorrow you'll feel safe when I drop you off at school, when I tuck you in at bed at night, when I tell you you can't have the candy because the candy isn't going to disappear from your life forever and always. It's just uh, not he right here, right now. You're going to connect the dots from problems to solutions, from fear and panic to calm and patient. And there's that other article that I always refer parents to a lot on the Family Time website, which is Calm Teaches Calm. 
If you're calm, then children can settle into the trust that the world is trustworthy. And the other place you're connecting the dots is from lonely and frustrated to supported and heard. Because your child in their panic, in their fear, in their anxiety, in that must have right here, right now, me, my now, fear of missing out, they feel very isolated, lone, scared, helpless, and you become the supportive, powerful anchor that helps them through. So you are your child's problem-solving partner, but the hard part of all of this is that learning takes time and practice. Nobody can tell a child to be patient, just as nobody can tell a grown-up to be patient or be calm. We have to find our way through deep breaths. We have to find our way through a lot of practice and self-understanding and self-awareness. What do we need? How can we solve this problem? And then trust in ourselves and the people around us to help us on that journey. So your child needs you to help him feel full, to appreciate that he can make great choices about play and about people who will fill his day and his heart with excitement and joy. The fear of missing out sometimes comes from boredom or sometimes comes from that grass is always greener. But when your child learns to look within and understand, hmm, this is what I really want to do. This is what makes me happy. This is the person that I like to spend time with. This is how I love to spend my day. Then you are helping guide them to an inner awareness and an inner strength. And it's, it's just a different level of helping them read their body in terms of are they hungry? What food makes you feel good? What food makes you feel satisfied? So think of how emotions and experiences are just like good healthy food when you're hungry you get to eat and it makes you feel better but junk food or candy at the wrong time just makes you feel crazy sugar brain and it doesn't make you feel better that's our role in the fear of missing out is there's always going to be enough candy. There's always going to be enough silliness. There's always going to be those break the routines, have really wonderful, loving, special times together. But for right now, um, we have these other choices that we make because we want our whole family to be sane and strong and well-functioning, not frustrated, panicked, and chasing on the rabbit wheel. So once your child knows what he feels and knows how to evaluate that and to make really great choices, then the fear of missing out panic can't touch him. And you will feel stronger and better as a family. So I hope this helps in some small way. Thank you for listening. Good luck, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.